Hey there, locals. My name is Leah, and welcome to Local Landing. We're doing something a little different today. Instead of just talking about life after the pandemic, we are sitting down with a Las Vegas local who has been starting over after being canceled by American social media. We are getting into murky waters as we chat with Ryan Gutierrez, AKA Gutex, and the original face of PogChamp. This is his first interview since January 6th when his whole world turned upside down from one viral tweet. Okay, first and foremost, Ryan Gutierrez, you go by Gutex. Yep. I'm assuming a nickname from your last name? Yes, that is a, that's a, you're like the only one smart enough to make the connection. Wow. How long have you had that nickname? Since like fifth grade. Yeah. And it's stuck. Now it's your branding. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to spell it different, but. um, How'd you spell it? Uh, G-U-T-E-X. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was much, uh. Simpler. It was a dead giveaway before, but mm. I don't know. I've been on the internet for so long, and it looks to me, it always looked cooler, um, spelled out. And um, so Gutex, I always just call you Ryan. I'm yeah. Just a... Well, I mean, you, you know, I meet people in the real world as Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on the internet, it's uh, it's a little different. When did all that kind of start for you? That internet life. I guess it was probably seventh or eighth grade, maybe. Uh, I mean, I've been on the internet since, you know, dial-up modems. But uh, as far as like you having your own platform, oh, was that from that like how did the was it the Street Fighter stuff? Was yeah, it... because I've been on the internet for so long. I've you know I always saw, I saw it grow and change and. In the 2004 or five era, I started to um, produce web content. At the beginning, it was um, the the local arcade that I would play at, um, Family Fun Arcade in Southern California. This was in a YouTube, not pre-YouTube, but we actually couldn't really use YouTube because back then the limit was uh, 10 minutes per video. Oh. It was like back then. And so uh, they were trying to produce tournament videos with commentary at the time. God, what is that? 17 years ago now? I mean, that was a different, it was, you know, that was a different time. Ever changing. Yeah. Uh, So that was not the norm. And these guys didn't know shit about audio. Um, But I learned in college. I didn't go to school for that, but that's where I I, I learned. I'm like kind of like a self-taught audio engineer. Did you graduate? Yeah. With what? computer information systems so i'm like um i'm very tech tech, savvy yeah i'm very tech savvy and i've I've, clearly yeah (laughs) yeah exactly i mean so it started with that and then i started producing a a podcast back in that era in like 2005 wow yeah yeah i've actually i was producing a podcast for um the cop for uh this uh one of the commentators that was uh you know on our videos awesome because he was hilarious he was he he inspired he basically like inspired me to like get good and um 
so I would produce this podcast back when people thought that you needed an iPod to listen to them. And from doing that, then I started doing my own kind of similar to what you're doing instead, except I was just interviewing like top street fighter players to, you know, and in the 2005, 2006 era, I think I started it in 2008, but I'd already been working on the other podcast and I'd been producing videos already. Um, so I've been in it for a long time. How old are you then? I'm going to, I'm, I'm 38 now. 38? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm really, I think I'm very still, lucky still to have had such an early start. Yeah. You were there right, literally from the beginning. You saw it all. Yeah. And you grabbed hold of it. I mean, it must have come naturally. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm really lucky because, you know, my, my uh, parents, like my dad was a computer network engineer before I didn't know before it was cool right so like you know they they got me a computer when when I was young so you know growing up I you know I was always like pretty into it but I mean this was like before the internet you right. know <laughs> so yeah I, I think that's part of why I've gotten this far is because I had such a early start and so because I've been doing it for so long I've learned a lot of different skills along the way yeah it's a lot of experience yeah it's, yeah like i said it's ever changing that's pretty awesome thanks yeah it's it, to me it's a little intimidating the internet and you know the world giving access to oh you were oh wait so you so you weren't on dial up you you weren't dialed into to your computer like all throughout high school not in high school i was i was probably like 12 or so when that first, when we would uh, get okay. the CDs, the AOL CDs, oh, okay. minutes, you know, yeah, and Roadrunner okay. and all that, but oh, yeah, definitely started on like a Windows 94, 95, something like that. And then uh, like I was going into chat rooms and stuff like that. I w- you know, it wasn't like today where right. you can actually access other people like that and it's open to the world where I guess chat's a little more private in a way. Totally. It didn't end up consuming you. Yeah. I mean, it really runs our lives now. It does. In so. more ways than we're even aware of, that's for sure. But mm. I, one thing is you learn so much from other people. And that's what I'm, that's the biggest thing I'm trying to do with this is give people perspective on others. It's just, I feel like there's so many times where if someone saw what I saw, they would have less judgment for that person. Yeah, I mean, humans are, you know, pretty, they're like simple, but yet complex at the same time. It's really crazy the way that people get so triggered because they think of everything as so black and white. Like, right. oh, if the, if you believe in this or you think that the world is this way, then automatically, then they just want to like put you into these boxes. Yeah. But the reality is that pretty much everybody, if you actually have a conversation with them and you actually listen people aren't very good at like listening Mm -hmm. anymore Mm because they just either they get so triggered i've had so many conversations over the past year where when you trigger them uh even when it's somebody that you've known for like Mm -hmm. forever Mm -hmm. and then you get into this like circular like a it's like a flow chart but then it just starts back at the beginning because you'll hit a nerve and then 
they they can't like the discussion is over yeah. because you always just keep on coming back to the same point because they're not really listening. It's right. the weirdest thing. I, I I liken it to an addiction where you are so consumed by what you're consumed by that you can't step out and take a look in and kind of realize the cycle you're in, you know? Yeah. And it it's so crazy because to me, like, these are all the people that are always, like, trying to, like, preach about empathy and caring for others. I think I can, I, I, I always feel like I have a really good understanding of why the person thinks the way that they do. Mm-hmm. And I can articulate their position to them. Mm-hmm. And, but that doesn't mean I agree, right. but it means that I have a good understanding. I never hear somebody explain my position to me and then tell me why they disagree. They just rattle off a bunch of like, narrative they're just like kind of parroting the narrative yes in february of last year i was making jokes about the rona and i got and i got sick Um, oh shoot yeah naturally but like (laughs) i mean i don't know if i i don't know if i had it oh it seems like i probably did yeah but back then like there wasn't there wasn't a case demic mm-hmm. but back then i was still treating it like a like a joke because yeah. it kind of it kind of was like mm-hmm. you know like oh sorry like i got a like case of the rotas you know and uh then yeah. i went to i went to this convention pax east in boston and then um that's when like the cancellation that cancellation started to happen of different events. So yeah. basically like all of the Capcom pro tour, which is like the, um, like the big street fighter league. Um, basically we were starting to see the events like get canceled that were starting the season. Uh-huh. And that's when it really started to hit home. But then, but I was like, you know, I was not concerned, but then shit got real in in er, after I got back in in kind of like early March, like I was um I was in L A uh, hanging out with my uh, uh, hanging out with my uncle, and he was um you know he he's he's a little older, like he's you know he's in his seventies, super smart guy. He's a you know he used to be a, a professor, um like a university professor, and then the stuff started happening with Italy, mm-hmm. and he was freaked out. He's like, I'm going back to San Jose peace mm-hmm. and i'm like whoa like my uncle yeah. has always been super like level-headed you know very mm-hmm. like chill super smart dude but when he freaked out and dipped i was like that that started to freak me out then i listened to this doctor on the joe rogan show and this was like right before the lockdown happened um, I was like on my in the car driving back here and and I was like, oh shit, like we're all gonna die. <laughs> and so you know, we had like you know, my my um my company, uh, Cross Counter TV, we had a bunch of events lined up. We had like, you know, like throughout the year, like a tour, we were like, you know, 
getting trying to get sponsors together. It was like it was going to be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then it and then, you know, like just like everybody else or like most people. Yeah. Like, you know, everything just got canceled. Mm-hmm. And so was there no work then for you or were you still able to manage? I mean, how did you kind of get through that? Yeah. So. Um, so cross counter has always been um, a fighting game, a fighting game content brand. And so even though we've done many events over the years and that was the way that 2020 was looking like it was going to go, um, it, you know, just because we couldn't do events doesn't mean that couldn't do anything because yeah. really like if I, the reality is that I probably could have played 2020 differently and just stayed at home and done like done more content whether it was like youtube videos or streaming or whatever but the thing is like i at the beginning i did think we were all gonna die really yeah i was freaked out um but i i didn't end up doing like kind of any of that uh because i i guess i don't know it just always seemed like there was more important things to do mm-hmm. there's like a lot of different ways to see the world mm-hmm. on on election night and on january 6th mm-hmm. infowars had the best coverage mm-hmm. because they were getting the real stuff from from the ground floor. Yeah. Like they had all that stuff before anybody. And that's what got they, their coverage was so good. That's, awesome. that's how I, go I got that's how that's how that's how I got in trouble because their coverage was so good. Okay, so what happened exactly? The, 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 there's there's a little bit more to the story. Oh, I'm but, sure. That's why I wanted to. <laughs> but like you, I on January 6th I was watching everything, mm-hmm. but I was watching on Infowars on the big TV, and then we had mainstream media on like one of the laptops. Mm-hmm. And I, obvi- I don't think anybody knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Infowars had the first footage, and they were like, "All right, guys, like we got it. We're going to show it to you." It's, you know, it's graphic. You've been warned. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I mean, I, I guess I got sucked into it. But to me, it's still really important. No matter how, no matter how you slice it and what you think of it, you can't dispute that it, it it's like a important moment mm-hmm. in American history. Mm-hmm. And so they played it and I shot it on my phone and I posted it up on Twitter and that shit got, I mean, I got thousands of retweets and likes and everything. Who knows how many times that video has been seen. I know I was one of the first people to post it because not, I mean, you know, whatever I got, like, I mean, I used to, did you put a caption or did you just, Oh, well, yeah. So I said something to the effect of, um, 
will there be I said something effective like will there be civil unrest uh, for for the you know for this lady who got shot in the Capitol mm-hmm. question mark I asked a question mm-hmm. and so I mean I it's not Wait, like that's what got you canceled yeah are you <laughs> yeah here's the, here's the thing like Ugh. I knew it's not like I knew it wasn't a spicy tweet or anything like right. I knew it was I mean dude like this lady gets shot mm-hmm. this happened like this you know this was like that afternoon yeah it was um it, I think it was like four o'clock in the around four o'clock in the afternoon when I posted it and it's not like I knew it's not like I didn't know people were gonna like have like a very strong reaction yeah. of course I knew right but to me I don't I don't think I still don't think there's anything wrong with what I said because I'm just asking the question, hey, do you guys think there's going to be civil unrest for this white lady who was shot? I don't even think I said white lady, but that was kind of the implication because the point I was trying to get across mm-hmm. was that like raise the issue of like, oh, like are we going to say this see the same things for this lady who got shot? It was a big deal because so so I post this on Twitter but it got a lot of burn because I got you know because it was a the spice I guess it was a spicy tweet um, but the long the ramifications of it were that Twitch the um, for those unaware Twitch is the like the Amazon owned it's like the YouTube of live streaming for games right okay yeah and now and now music mm-hmm and so on Twitch, there's they have um, uh, emotes. They're like little emoticons, mm-hmm. typically of people's faces. Okay. The there's one emote in particular, the PogChamp emote, which is my fucking face. Oh, PogChamp. Pog. P O G. P O PogChamp. Yeah, and so. Pogchamp. It's your, it was your, it's your face? Literally my face. Oh my gosh. As an yeah. emoji? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And not just any emoji. On Twitch. On Twitch, one of the oldest from like 2012-ish. They never asked me. Wow. They used my face for literally years. My face was used on the platform there there was a very long legal Mm. it it never escalated to a lawsuit okay and we knew why i like i'm no stranger to them i knew them yeah i i mean i like i it's not like we were strangers yeah so they used my face for years Mm -hmm. literally years until we um until our lawyers worked out a deal. And within two hours of me posting this spicy Twitter tweet on Twitter, maybe it was three hours. Less than three hours later, Twitch makes this statement on Twitter about how PogChamp is no longer like going to be um like my face is no longer going to be 
like what pops up when you type PogChamp in the Twitch chat. For some shit I said on Twitter, that was number one, not certainly not directed at Twitch. You can't have a thought. Nope. And (sighs) it was it had nothing to do with gaming. Mm-hmm. It had nothing. I didn't say anything about Twitch. Yeah. It didn't even happen on their platform. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, we have, I have the numbers somewhere, but like it's been used literally millions of times mm-hmm. throughout the years by millions of people. The vast majority of which don't even know that it's me. They don't know yeah. who Gutex is. They just know, oh, it's the, Pog champ guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like some, you know, like plenty of people know, right? But I'm not so narcissistic that I just assume mm-hmm. that anybody who uses the Pog champ emote on Twitch over the years just somehow automatically knows that it's Gutex, the mm-hmm. you know Street Fighter guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that's crazy. Yeah. And so, um, and there was nothing. <laughs> There, there, there wasn't even. There's nothing even on my Twitter profile. Wait, wait, wait. they, they, they just put it on their platform as an like an announcement. They, they, they posted it on Twitter. They made this big announcement on Twitter. Less than three hours after I made that tweet. Wow. Because you can't have a thought. <laughs> you can't. If they, you they, they tried to. The- they, 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 they spun it. It was something to the effect of like, oh, like the face of the meme is um, like encouraging violence. And then that's when they thought that your post of Ashley. Yeah. yeah. They thought my post about Ashley Babbitt, the question yeah, that I was encouraging violence. And so they took that narrative. They read it that way. Right. They read it. Wow. Yes. Only a violent person mm-hmm. would read what I said yeah. and, and think that. Mm-hmm. Like and that's the way these people are, and we're seeing it now with the way that people—not Twitch in particular, but just people in general—talking about um, the way that they talk about masks and the unvaxxed, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, we should just get the shot or get shot, you know? Like, they're oh yeah, people do. It's it's the same mentality Mm -hmm. because these people who pretend to care so much about others Mm -hmm. cannot stand somebody who disagrees with them and instead of trying to have a conversation Mm -hmm. they just they can't deal with that they can't deal with people who disagree in in a i mean on the internet in a free exchange free flow exchange of ideas the best ideas should win but if you don't let the other if you don't let certain ideas out there mm-hmm. then of course the best idea doesn't necessarily always win yeah. well and you have to think about all of the things that play into something too it's not just a like you said it's not, it's not just black cut. and white it's not and like i said follow the money people are literally making money off of your emotions and you're allowing them to and yeah you're treating other people how you know like to me if that if that is literally like it and that was what got you oh like, yeah all that stuff oh yeah like, that blows it blows my mind but it doesn't surprise me you had all these followers right yeah still got a grip they have to in my mind whoever was behind that keyboard who made that decision 
for Twitch are I don't know if they're caught up. I don't know if what the oh, dynamic the is. The entire organization but is caught up. You have so many people that you affect that's kind of big for them. Any negative attention is good attention. I don't know for sure. This is just speculation. Well, yeah, but obviously. They, but but it, it, it seems to me like um, I think that I'd made a lot of enemies there. It was always kind of a love-hate relationship, even though like once we became business partners, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there was no reason to me, there was no reason for anybody to have any animosity. It's like, okay, you guys are willing to play ball. I'm willing to play ball. Yeah. Let's make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> the what? I mean, yeah, exactly. This is, you know, this is big business. This is Amazon. This is an Amazon subsidiary, you yeah. know, like, so, and you know, like, there was never any discussion about like my like my um like sort of like expectations or like some sort of like code of conduct mm-hmm. you know like yeah i i didn't sign up to be the face of mm-hmm. twitch in fact the way that they would use the emote on their site was actually not what what we had agreed upon anyways mm. hmm but, you know, since we were business partners, like, I'm... Whatever works. Yeah. Kind of, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, But, and, you know, like, it's not like I don't know them. We're business partners. Even if their lawyer wants to reach out to my lawyer and be like, hey, you know, can you tone it down on Twitter because it wasn't just that I was talking about hydroxychloroquine in March Mm. of last year. Mm. And to me, like that, that was that it it wasn't a political thing to me back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just trying to keep people alive because if I was dying or I had somebody close to me that was really sick, I would want to know. Mm-hmm. Let people decide. It's still a prescription drug. You still need to talk to a doctor to get it. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, I made a lot of, I think I'd made a lot of enemies because, you know, they're based in San Francisco. They're hella liberal or progressive or whatever the fuck you want to call it, mm-hmm. which is completely understandable yeah. and totally fine. But, like, what's that got to do with me? Mm-hmm. And your livelihood. I mean, that's what bothers me the most. It's like this oh, whole they... cancel culture, but it's literally, okay, are you, are we just setting all these standards now for everyone? Because oh, yeah. literally everyone in the freaking world can get canceled oh, because yeah. who the hell is and... perfect? Like, who's riding this oh, horse right now? 100%. And it's like, I, I, uh, be, to, to me, what they did was such a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, literally, yeah. like, three hours, right? Yeah. And clearly, whoever was making that decision, I don't even think that they were aware of the deal that we have in place. Because mm. if they did know, it would have gone through 
the right the right it would yeah. have like gone up the ladder but you wouldn't have found out online <laughs> or they did, did oh no they let you know or what happened or you saw the thing on twitch i saw what they tweeted i didn't was, yeah there was no like dude, they didn't talk to you directly your business partner they dude, that's so they never over the past like you know if if i was saying things like if i was saying things i just don't think it's good like if you're upset with somebody especially in business mm-hmm. that you have a like a written contract with mm-hmm. you know to me it's just good business to yeah. communicate mm-hmm. issues that come up mm-hmm. i mean I I didn't there there was nothing that I it it wasn't a deal where I'm gonna like be the spokes like the the like the twitch spokes hole like that's not that's not what I signed up for there was nothing and there's nothing there was nothing about this strictly a licensing deal Mm -hmm. um you know now if that's what they wanted Mm -hmm. we could have talked about that and I'm sure we could have worked something out and I, you know, I'm a professional. Like I, you know, I, I, I take certainly, you know, I, I, I take what I do seriously, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not, that wasn't the agreement. And it was never communicated that, that like, why would you have, why would you try to cancel somebody when you never even communicated yeah. your expectations to them? Mm-mm. Like, yeah. If you could go back to like February, March of last year right now and like tell yourself something tell myself oh wow what would you say oh man what would i tell myself from february or march of 2020 um ah i would tell myself i would tell myself to not give um, not give an inch to these fucking psychopaths. I would tell myself to continue to just continue speaking the truth, mm-hmm. and regardless, and your truth. Period. Like yeah. your perspective, no matter even what it yeah. is. Yeah, it's sickening. I mean, because it was such a knee-jerk reaction on their part, I. I didn't want to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like obviously it was, it, it, it's still a sensitive time with in, in the world. Um, but the way that things have played out, it's like, and it's not, it's not like, Oh, like I'm, I'm right. It's just that like everything that I thought, was true and was going to happen is has been unfold is playing Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. just like we it's not just me there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. out there that see it the same way that i do because of the lockdown i just had the and because i really did think we were all gonna die Mm -hmm. i just had a lot of time to do the research. research yep i took a lot of time off i mean i guess i'm still like this is the first I haven't done like interviews or whatever, like because when this because when this happened, oh, this happened January sixth. Yeah, when this happened, 
like, dude, I'm on Newsweek, USA Today, all of the mainstream media um, had their own take on all of this. It it got so bad. It started to affect where I lived in uh, in downtown L.A. Where people. <laughs> downtown L.A. 300 unit building, right? A lot of people there. I was on the um, board of directors for the HOA. I, I, I was on, I served uh, two full, that was like four years. After that happened, because it went so viral, now all of a sudden there's a post in the mailroom, which is on the bulletin board, about what, you know, board member Ryan Gutierrez has said on the internet. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then these people sent out letters in the mail to everybody about me, about what I said. I sh- I swear to God, yeah. So so then that's like when they alert everyone for like a sex pedophile in yeah. the neighborhood or something. Yeah. Like, did you read Ryan's tweet? Beware. Exactly, and it's like wow. I've, I've been on the internet, you know, my entire life. I'm sorry I've been making... that happened to you. Oh, I mean, hopefully you. Oh, it's fine. Hopefully you, you know grown from this whole last year if anything but or i mean have you have you oh absolutely i think i've grown i think a I lot mean, of people know, have i think a lot of people have reverted yeah or <laughs> they've, hidden, they've devolved or he hidden from themselves they couldn't face themselves yeah. yeah um you know for me i'm really i think i'm really lucky and and grateful that all of this happened because I was like I was I was basically asleep before hmm. and even it's like I don't know people get all whatever who gives a fuck who who gives a fuck what anybody thinks or feels but it's like in the matrix you know some people when they come out of the matrix like the real world is fucked up mm-hmm. but at least the world is real mm-hmm some people, um, like Cypher in the in the Matrix, he's like, ah, I know the steak is fake, but I, it's so good and I like to eat it anyway. It's like, okay, you know, I guess I just prefer to have a more accurate worldview yeah. because it's allowed me to, number one, have less garbage in my life, mm-hmm. mostly like people that... I didn't need. I mean, I I've alien. I I think I've alienated. I think I've alienated more people, certainly than anybody else that I know. Um, and I think I've alienated so many people that I don't even know how. Like I haven't even. I've yet to have found out just how many people I've alienated. You know, personally, professionally, on the internet, whatever. Wow. But. You know, I, I've also had 
a lot of people, I mean, not a lot, but I, you know, I've had like a handful of people, people that I'm actually like Supportive. tight with. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, you know, like, I don't agree with you on, you know, some, all, or most of the stuff, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like we can still be friends. Yeah. And like, I don't cut people off mm-hmm. for, for shit that people say or right. their, the way they see the world. I, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. So... You know, for people who all of a sudden just can't like they don't want to they don't want to be friends or they don't want to do business or whatever. Hey, well, I mean, to me, it's a it's a small world and a long life. And I think that as things continue to unfold. They're going to see what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. You know, maybe they, maybe we can be friends again and maybe we can't. But at the end of the day, I, I think I'm, I have less stress. Mm -hmm. I have less bullshit and I've had a lot more time to learn new things. Like I've been like when this, (laughs) like people are like, oh, like why, why do this? You, you're like throwing everything away professionally. I'm like, like. I know how to make money. Yeah. And more importantly, like you have to be happy. Yeah. Like I, I think I'm happier, but it's also given me the opportunity to learn a lot more like about new things like, like crypto. Right. And you know, as somebody who they like attempt to cancel, I mean, this is part of why like crypto is so important because trust me, they, they went after, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, tinfoil hats on, right. They went after me, professionally Mm -hmm. and financially as well as essentially you know on i don't know if they like brought it to you know the 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 downtown la you know the the building i don't know if they brought it i don't know if that was just like an unintended side effect Mm -hmm. or if that was like a target attack who knows yeah but they tried to they tried to to me as far as i'm concerned they they tried to ruin me professionally personally and financially and if they didn't have like the media machine cranking Mm -hmm. i would just be like oh well just you know it's just a bunch of morons at twitch Mm -hmm. but it seems like it's much deeper than that yeah and i'm and and you know that's that's why crypto is so important because they will take any opportunity that they can to try to do any damage to me financially, try to fucking, you know, they, I mean, obviously what I said wasn't that bad. I still have a Twitter account, right. <laughs> like, you know, Yeah. but that's why I'm, that's why I'm grateful for the experience, especially because, uh, especially because they owed, they actually owed us money. <laughs> That who knows when we would have gotten who knows when that would have gotten paid yeah. out had they not had to have done that. Right. That's their own karma. So like they you know, when you look at like for example, there's a this lady, uh, she's a reporter, her name was uh, Laura Laura Loomer, I think she was in Florida. Mm-hmm. She exposed so many of these people that they basically like they try to deperson her, right? So she, she, she 
they closed all her bank accounts. She can't get an Uber. She can't order food for delivery. What? Yeah. Why? Because she she was a reporter that like you know whatever really pissed off was trying really to get the truth st- out. Yeah. And so that's how they don't reti- like that. Right. They can't have control. If- exactly. Yeah. And and to me like that's why freedom of that's why it's dude it's a personal liberty and it's a freedom of speech thing that's why crypto is so important because nobody can take it from you Mm. there's no off switch right your bank you know you travel too far and you're you're at the the wrong gas station you know your bank you know oh sorry fraud alert right Mm -hmm. of course they don't do that when somebody's actually stealing your money right (laughs) but you got to ask them for permission yeah to use your money mm-hmm. that they're loaning out mm-hmm. to infinity mm-hmm. in this bullshit fractional reserve banking system mm-hmm. that's run, run by the cartel of bankers for centuries. Mm-hmm. And crypto is the rebellion that circumvents all of that. Yeah. So because of the lockdown and because well, I really did think we we're all going to die. Um, <laughs> so I was like, wow, well, if that happens, like, damn, I better start better get into crypto because <laughs> like this shit is, you know, cause that's something that like, I know I, I can have control over, mm-hmm. you know, like that small bit and I don't have to worry about, you know, getting canceled. Yeah. Less so stress. Yeah. Less people to deal with. Dang. That's so nuts. But it's been. But now it's like. I think because. Like I have a friend. She she uses the analogy of like. Oh I only have so much room on my elevator for people. Mm -hmm. So. You know I can't. Like there's only so many people you can pack in here. And so to me now I'm like well. My elevator's got a lot more space in it now. And like, for example, this past weekend, uh, I, you know, we're at the, at the Monero party at the nerd. Um, you know, it was a crypto party with a bunch of crypto people. I didn't know anybody. I knew like one person that I interacted with on Twitter before. Um, but she invited me and I met a group of really cool people. And it's like, had I not, mm-hmm taking the time to get balls deep into crypto over the past year and a half, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have, I mean, I'm like, I'm DJing there every Thursday. I didn't know this shit was going on, you know, yeah. like uh, it had to come from one of them, you know, mm-hmm. because luckily, even though I'm not like, you know, I haven't been in it for that long, but at least you know, I know how to interact with the right people mm-hmm. that can give me the the right heads up. And it was, it's been a magical weekend. Nice. Yeah. You know, I meet, I meet these, I meet a bunch of Monero people. One of which was talking about how he was going to be doing, he was supposed to be doing stand up crypto. He was going to tell crypto jokes on their stream on Saturday and then it didn't happen. And I'm like, Oh, well, have you ever, have you ever done stand up in Vegas? Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm like, oh, have you ever done an open mic in? Yeah, have you ever done an open mic in Vegas? So he went then. Yeah, that's why I was there last night. Oh, I didn't get to. I didn't see him then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, um, 
I just saw that one. I picked them up because because Adam was like, oh, yeah, like uh, Adam told me like seven o'clock. So I picked them up from their hotel and then took them over. He signed up and he was like, there was already a group of people that were already signed up. Um, so and he was only on for a few minutes. How did you do? Uh, he said that he forgot, like he kind of like blanked out. He was, he was nervous, you yeah. know, cause he'd, he'd only gone up. He, I think he'd gone up like once before. Wow. Good yeah. for him though. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Vegas. No, a hundred percent. And, and, and you know, like the way that all of it happened, it was like, it was supposed to be this way, oh, okay. you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have had that experience had I, not gone through all this other stuff mm-hmm. and gotten to the point where I'm like DJing at the nerd on Thursday because you know, Johnny, the owner is so, I mean, we're just going to like, they stayed <laughs> like, it sounds like they, I, I believe they were only closed one day. Wow. Yeah. So they've been going hard the whole time. And when I found that I like, I was just at home, not because I was scared. You know, this was like, yeah, February, March of this year. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that they were still partying, I was like, damn, like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. You know? And so because of that, that's how I met Adam. That's how I met you. Mm. Because, you know, like, I just wasn't doing this stuff mm-hmm. before. And I don't know. I mean, I, I built this platform, like, through gaming. I mean, to me, I can always, like... I've been playing fighting games since I was nine, right? Mm. So, yeah, if I in your back pocket always exactly, yeah, maybe I come back to it. Maybe and I you don't. don't but... stay, you don't want to be stagnant, and like you said, you probably you woke I up did, from that. I did every, I did basically everything aside from like getting top eight at Evo or something. Like I, I basically did everything that there was to do. Yeah. The most and the most important thing was that I got to travel the world and meet amazing people and have amazing experiences all over the world because of it it's weird i i i I was thinking about it earlier about how when i thought we were all gonna die and i think there's still a lot of people that still think that it was weird when i started to like go back outside Mm -hmm. i mean granted this was like a year and like four months. I don't know. It was like early summer last year, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was weird at the beginning to like interact with people and like go to restaurants. So through my emotional IQ and ability to empathize with people, I understand that it's going to be, there's going to be an adjustment for people as they like, come out of it right but of course the deeper that you're in it and the more scared that you have been the longer it's going to take for you to get out the longer it's going to take and the weirder it's going to be and meanwhile like we're just like partying at the nerd on thursdays right (laughs) so okay real question though real serious question here okay have you ridden the giant penis great great question no, and I'm did not. you like it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. No, I have not ridden the world's biggest dick. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you can come see the you can come see the world's biggest dick every Thursday at the Nerd in downtown Las Vegas. And no, it's not me. There's a <laughs> there's a, an actual mechanical. It's a mechanical penis what, like, like a mechanical bull seven feet six feet long or so maybe five i feet, don't know. know it's giant it's i don't know its measurements <laughs> like- <laughs> dude girls it's not just girls i mean sometimes guys write it too but girls are attracted to that thing like moths to a flame oh yeah and at this point i think i've seen hundreds of dick rides <laughs> and you know I'm there. Well, you're right next to it, and then the the Street um, Fighter game is right in um, the freaking right penis arena. That's the penis <laughs> arena. <laughs> it is. That's what it is. I'm gonna start calling it that. That's what it felt like. The penis arena. Oh man, I lo- uh. I really do like that whole venue. I'm oh, I'm yeah, a gamer, a right? I love I love older games. I love the NES. And so I can play like a bunch of systems, but I always just go back to my Tetris and my Dr. Mario and I play Snow Bros. Like those are my oh, three yeah. favorite Snow games. Snow Bros. Yeah, Snow Bros. Dude, uh, all the Easter eggs. Like I, that's my game, right? And yeah, I love that place. I haven't, I still can't find Tetris in Vegas. You know what, what I think the one thing that the nerd is missing is one of those arcade machines that has the emulator in it that's just got like every fucking game mm-hmm. in it yeah because each system they had it had a like you know a couple options but it's really not that much more they need to do to just get the rest you know it's I know. like i have I'll them tell... all on my computer right here and right like, exactly yeah. like oh yeah exactly like do you want to make a copy of the, of my roms folder right. <laughs> like, <laughs> on my windows 7 yeah exactly <laughs> exactly no i mean that's yeah i should i should tell johnny that because like I mean, that's why I, I, I really like that place because it's, but it's, it's cool got so it's, much it's going on. It's all the different, it's like the 8-bit ones. Oh, I yeah. like those. And then you just get the controllers from the bartender. You go and sit and then you choose your games. And to me, I love that, right? I can literally go play video games that I like to do and sit down outside of my house. So it's just yeah. like a nice like getaway, right? But besides that, I mean, just the the vibe in there. Like, I mean, I've only gone a couple times and two Thursdays. So, you know, like I heard your jams going and I like the, um, I just like the whole, the whole atmosphere. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Everybody there is kind of a character and um, it's, I, I, I think it's a really cool spot that just, well, I mean, you know, I haven't even really promoted like oh i'm there on thursdays djing because like i'm still learning you know but now i think it's been god what's it been like four months five going on five months wow every thursday every thursday times like five hours a night i mean that's a lot of what's that like 16 times five the problem (laughs) is that it's it's always different people Mm mm-hmm you have to fill out the. Well, for a while, it's like people were just asking me for like, dude, like I'm not I don't like playing. I don't like playing like modern day hip hop. I don't like playing any of that stuff. But I will say that I've developed quite the appreciation for Cardi B. Hmm. Um, 
just through having to play all this ratchet shit. And I, I, I like, <laughs> I like that. Like I love, I did. <laughs> I, I, I actually like, yeah, I like me some Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and Megan the Stallion. Like that's fucking dope. But if it's not that ra- if it's not that ratchet, it's not like that. Uh, I'm just like, damn, you kid. It's it's like that yeah. now. I'm just like, oh my god, what are the what are you? I'm that guy now. I'm like, oh my god, the kids. What are they listening? The kids are listening to garbage. Yeah. This noise. But the nerd's perfect for you because you're around a bunch of people your age. You know. What? Well, sometimes. sometimes I'm like, it's... I've met nothing but thirty year olds. So, and you know, thirty year olds and up. I guess it does kind of tend to be the 30 and up crowd mm-hmm. because, yeah, I think anybody younger probably has, I don't know. I don't know what the they're, kids they're are doing. They're probably not into the game, those gaming systems and yeah. definitely not like arcade stuff. Yeah. But. Yeah. It, I guess it attracts 30 year olds and bachelorette parties. Mm. Oh, yeah. All groups- the penis. That's right. <laughs> the penis arena. Oh, I mean, <laughs> dude, I, like I'm trying, I'm trying to make an experience for them. I mean, you know, they're paying money to ride this dick. I'm a, you know, I got the sound effects. <laughs> like, you know, I got a drum roll and the say, ding, ding, ding. What sound effect do you put? Oh, <laughs> when they're going up, like boom, drum roll. And then they get on and then it's like the wrestling bell, like ding, ding, ding. Oh, nice. And then I got like a handful of songs, like genuine pony and like you know and i even tell them dude i mean the problem is that they don't the system is not refined enough where they are told that they can come up to me if they have a special song in mind do you have a mic because all you gotta do i always i keep forgetting make that announcement you're right you're right yeah yeah, actually, I need to figure out how to get that either through my setup or into the board directly. Um, I haven't gotten that far with it because it's like... Do you have a mic like that? Um, or do you just have recording mics? I have recording mics. I have headsets. That's What's fucked up is I actually had a wireless mic system that I bought and never used. And it sat in my closet until I finally got rid of it on OfferUp. Hey, you can record yourself and play the recording. God damn it. God damn it. Okay. God, you're so right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love doing that. I made a... Have you seen Hamilton? Nope. I'm an... Un, dude, I'm just some... Um, I'm a... You I'm a uncultured ri- swine. I'm a right-wing... Uh, <laughs> I'm a right-wing neo-Nazi conspiracist white supremacist, dude. Oh, I need to punch you then. <laughs> That's protocol, right? That's protocol, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Man. Okay, lastly, I always like to end with two truths and a lie. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go never first. play this. Okay, I'll sure. All right, yes, yes, okay. you first. So I'll tell you three things. You have to figure out which one's the lie. Um, okay. I don't want you to see my face. 
<laughs> All right. I'll just close my eyes and listen. My hands are so small, they don't even cover my face. Okay. No, it's fine. It'll be like I'm one of the listeners listening okay. to the show. Okay. Two oh. truths and a lie. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Now I got the now I got the headphones. All right. Let's see. Okay. I know what I'm going to do. So I've been rappelling down a castle. I have been skydiving. And I have been on the top of a boat chartering to an island outside of Italy. Top of a boat going outside of Italy, skydiving and rappelling down a castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't been skydiving. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Damn, you're good. <laughs> I knew it. I saw you working all that out. You're yeah. like, if she went rappelling down a castle and was in Italy. Nah, it was because... No, you I'm know what it is? Nah, you know what it is? Hmm. Rappelling down a castle... And chartering a boat off of you know off of Italy, um, have a lot are, are are suspiciously specific. Oh, and okay, so maybe skydiving is not. Maybe if I had given a location. If you had elaborated on skydiving, mm-hmm. in the same way that you did on the other two, ah. then it would have been harder to discern. Okay. Love it. That was good. Yeah. Good reader. All right, go. Your turn. Um, I've gotten to sit. Are, you, are your eyes closed? <laughs> oh. Hi. <laughs> Okay. All right, there we go. Now now you're getting the full experience. Okay. Um, I've gotten to sit front row at a WWE pay-per-view event. I've gotten a second passport in the country of Antigua. And I got business advice from 50 Cent once. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> was that pretty good? That was. <laughs> what was the first one again? The first one was I've gotten to... S- Close your eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was I've gotten to sit ringside at a WWE pay-per-view. Right. Okay. And then... You said passport, Antigua. Okay. 
Is the passport a lie? Yeah. <laughs> God, I know. I'm analytical too. Um, <sighs> it's too easy. Fifty Cent. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I asked him. I got to meet him once at a at a video game store in New York. Yeah. And I asked him. I asked him, "What's the secret to building an empire?" He said, you just got to build it one brick at a time. I was like, damn, that is profound. Right? It's always the most simple, basic shit that's just... Yep. Yeah. Like, that's why I've sort of refocused. I mean, you know, I, I built an audience through helping people get better at fighting games. But... That doesn't seem what good is what good is being good at fighting games if you don't have electricity. <laughs> or if you don't food. have what? If you don't have electricity or food <laughs> or water. Right. You know? Like, I mean recreation is important too, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like when Rome cared most about entertainment, look at what happened. You know? I think that's I think that's about where we're at. That yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to trying to be a resource to help people i mean really to me like crypto is the best chance that anybody listening to this today will ever have i mean aside from like it's the best way to protect yourself hey and aside I... from physical com i mean aside from like you know guns ammo and like learning how to fight mm-hmm. <laughs> aside from that it's the best way to protect yourself so i got a lot of experience and i don't know that's i'm probably gonna start doing more of that stuff the problem is i just keep on you're not a you're not a bot though you're not a crypto bot i'm not i'm a real you're a real person i can testify yeah i'm a real person <laughs> yeah exactly i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you to, to whatsapp me on a I'm not going to give you a strange number to WhatsApp. Me. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, thank you for. Oh, no problem. Thanks for being on. Yeah, it was fun. I'm so glad that I was one of your first interviews. Oh, At yeah. Least just getting done... out there again, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't even put stuff on my own channel. Yeah. But I'm probably going to start doing that again, even though like people are going to be like, oh, you know, people will say on Twitter, like, oh, I liked it when you'd like. Remember fighting games? And I'm just like, dude, if that's all you're thinking about right now, you're going to get yeah. fucked. <laughs> well, because people see you and you're not fully real to them because they see you and they put you in a box and that's it, you know? What could I know about anything? You're Gutex. You're not Ryan Gutierrez. Yeah, like what could I know about anything that wasn't fighting games? Like, okay. <laughs> Where can we find oh, yeah. uh, PogChamp? <laughs> you can find PogChamp besides on, the penis arena. But <laughs> you can find PogChamp every Thursday at the penis arena inside the Nerd in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street on the interwebs. You can check me out on Twitter, G O O T E C K S, same on Instagram and on YouTube. You can check out my, my channel, which is mostly fighting game content on Cross Counter TV. And I'm going to kick your ass at Tetris one day. 
Maybe we're gonna have to have you know. Hopefully, no, maybe know. next time. Next time you come into uh, to town, maybe yeah, that's what we go A week after the interview, we met up at a local arcade in my hometown, and I did in fact whoop his butt at Tetris. Thanks for listening in, locals. Remember to check out local-landing.com to view pictures and handles for Gutex, a.k.a. DJ PogChamp. Stay tuned for future episodes of Locals from Vegas and make sure to subscribe to Local Landing on Spotify or wherever you like to stream. See you guys next time.